Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love passion. I love passion. God wants us to be passionate. Passionate for him. Not, yeah, not same old, same old. Doing the same old thing over and over. Come on now. We don't want to be doing the same old thing over and over, just coming because it's Thursday or it's Sunday and sitting on the pew and hearing the word and just going out and not even thinking about it again till next week. <laughs> I know you're not like that here. I know you guys are the cream of the crop, <laughs> especially the ones here on Thursday night, right? Come out when it's 30 degrees outside. <laughs> not much cooler in here. Hallelujah. But we are. We're desperate for a move of God in this place. We're desperate. I mean, God is desperate <laughs> to have it happen. He's waiting on us. It's up to us. It's up to us to press in, to press into his presence and honor his presence. Honor him. Honor the word. You know? You come here because you honor the word. You know that, you know, without the word of God in your life, you would just shrivel up and die. You'd just be a body and a soul, mind, will, and emotions. Can you imagine having to be led by your emotions and your carnal mind? <laughs> we have a spirit inside of us, his spirit. His spirit is in us. The Holy Spirit. Ha. Ah. What a privilege. What a privilege. Galen, what would you do these last few days without God in your life? Galen's mom went home to be with the Lord. She fought a good fight. <laughs> and Galen, well, you know, she had you to help her along the way. You were there. You led her to the Lord. Huh? She got the most important thing done. Everything else doesn't matter as long as you make heaven. Amen. <laughs> she made it. Amen. We're all going to make it. We're all going to heaven. Gee, that's something to rejoice about. Who cares about what's going on? Who cares about what's going on in this world? Amen. You know, the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If your mind is renewed, you're not paying any attention to what's going on out there. Anything, not just COVID, but anything. What does it matter? Poof, it's gone. You know, a couple of weeks go by and whatever you were worrying about today, you, you were forgotten about it. Right? Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. What is the kingdom of God anyway? Anybody tell me? In the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness. I mean, righteousness by itself. We are the righteousness of God. Jesus took our sin and gave us his righteousness so we can come boldly into the throne room. I have somebody on the front row that wants to preach here. <laughs> it's okay, buddy, and anytime you want to. Come on up. I'll, I'll share my microphone with you. Because <laughs> we are one. Me and Gary are one. Amen? Me and Jesus are one. You and Jesus are one. 
one with God. Whoa, come on now. And we think of ourselves just as people. <laughs> so much more. Say, I'm so much more than a human being. I am human divine. <laughs> just like Jesus was, you know. Like his ministry didn't start until he got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Every, anybody in here who is not filled with the Holy Ghost, raise your hand. No, I think everybody in here is. You're all speaking tongues. That's a very important part. A very important part. Now I'm really getting ahead of myself. <laughs> That's okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Marie was just saying this. Uh, no, that's not the verse she was talking about. She was talking about the one over here. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Chapter 2, I mean, chapter 2. Hallelujah. And verse 7. <clears throat> But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Everyone say mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world onto what? Our what? Onto our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. There's a mystery. There's a mystery. Of course, we know the mystery right now, but back then they didn't. But as it is written, in other words, in the word, it says, I has not seen. How many have you ever heard this verse before? And sort of like, okay, so we can't know the things, you know, we can't know the mind of God because eye has not seen and ear has not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for him, them that love him. There's, it's past finding out. That's what they're saying. That's not true. Because there's another verse that goes right along with it. Verse 10, but, there's a big but. God has a big but. <laughs> but God has revealed them unto us by everybody how has he revealed it to us by his his spirit see I want you to give me some feedback so I know you're listening so you're still awake okay so when I say you know to say a word say it okay all right but God has revealed them unto us by his, amen, that's better. For the spirit, the spirit, say the spirit, searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit has all the information that you need. He has revealed it to us by his spirit. And so how do you get access to that? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, let's pray in the Holy Ghost for a few minutes. And you people at home, uh, 
the internet. You can pray in the Holy Ghost too. Grandpa, I want to see your lips moving. I want to hear you. Come on. Your life is depending on this. Pray like your life is depending on it. Your life is dependent on this. Your life is dependent on this. Your life. Anything you want to know in the spirit. This is how you get it. This is how you get it. I can tell some of you haven't prayed for a long time. Come on, come on, come on. I want to see your lips moving. Everybody, come on, everybody. This is not some little quiet prayer meeting now. Come on. Come on now, come on. Press, press, press. Riashula Mahatakia. Ha 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 Hey, you should be praying like that at least an hour a day. At least an hour a day. Huh? And when you're, you should be praying all the time. Pray without ceasing, the Bible says. How do you pray without ceasing? When you're driving along on the bus, when you're walking down the road, when you're at your job, don't have to pray out loud when you're at your job. You want to know things? Ha! The Holy Ghost, the genius, the Holy Ghost, the author of all things, the author of the Bible. <laughs> God Himself residing on the inside of you. Ha! With all the information you need, every answer to every problem, every question you've ever had. And He might wake you up at two o'clock in the morning with the answer. Because you've been praying all day in the Holy Ghost. Or he might give you a witty invention because you've been praying all day in the Holy Ghost. He might bring those things that you're praying and believing for into your life because you've been praying in the Holy Ghost. It gives you access, access to the things of God. He's given us all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. He says that in Ephesians chapter 1. All spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. But they have to be accessed. They don't just fall on you just because you're born again. Hallelujah. Ha. He gave you the tongue to make you a speaking spirit. That makes you different from anyone else on this earth or anything else, any animal or anything like that. I don't know how people who don't have the gift of tongues, how they get by. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> you, you can't. You know, I mean, you, you're, you're limited to your, your carnal thinking. You're limited to your, you know, to just what you think and to your body, you know. And so, praise God. It's a gift. And he, just for your information, what was the first thing that Jesus, gift, what was the first gift that he gave to the church? The upper room. He said, go and wait for the promise of the Father. 
because he, he couldn't do anything without the Holy Ghost. Before the Holy Ghost, I mean, think of what, what Peter was like before the Holy Ghost. Huh, he was always getting in trouble, right? But then they were endued, say endued, with power from on high to be witnesses for Jesus. Hallelujah. And you were endued with power. Power? What do you mean power? I don't have any power. Well, no, not if you think you don't. If you don't believe you have power, you don't have power. It's according to your faith. Everything is by faith in the kingdom of God. You access everything by faith. And so he gave us this gift of tongues, which to the unbelievers sounds foolish. Even to yourself, maybe, sometimes sounds foolish. I know when you first got saved and you started speaking, you know, and you got baptized in the Holy Ghost and you were speaking with tongues and the devil comes in and goes, that's foolishness. What, what, what do you mean? That's just foolishness. Listen to yourself. Did anybody have that experience? He just didn't want, he knows the power. He knows the power. That's why he keeps you from it. it makes you lazy. He makes you lazy. I don't have time. I don't have the energy. Well, you'd get energy if you prayed in the Holy Ghost because one of the purposes of the Holy Ghost is to edify your body, edify your, even healing will come to you. They have put, they put electrodes on people's bodies and they've seen it and it's happening when people are praying in the Holy Ghost that healing flows through their body. I mean, that's enough to make you, you know, and it prevents sickness from happening. But if sickness is on your body, you've got symptoms on your body, the best way to get rid of it, laugh a lot and pray in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Because it says, Mary Hart doeth blue like the medicine. I've changed my name to Mary Hart. Yes, my name is Mary Hart. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Woohoo! I don't even know how far I got here. Now. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit is showing us all the deep things of God. He searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The deep things of God. Not just the things of God, but the deep, deep, deep. God is deep, man. He's deep. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, you know yourself when you... You get a revelation from God. I mean, that's the Holy Spirit that has revealed it to you. But how much more if we really pushed in and used this gift above all? The first gift that he gave us, gave the church, half, I mean, probably, I don't know, three quarters, five-fifths of the church don't even speak in tongues. Even the ones that are baptized in the Holy Ghost. How many of you think you need to pray more in the Holy Ghost? Come on, be honest now. That you don't pray enough in the Holy Ghost. That you need to pray more. Say, I'm going to pray more in the Holy Ghost. Not because I have to, but because I get to. <laughs> and it's going to make a difference in my life. It's going to make me powerful. I'm going to have that power flowing through me. Hallelujah. God wants to use you, people. You know, I mean, time has passed right now. It's, these are the last days. I hate to tell you this, but it's true. I'm glad to tell you it in a way. It's exciting. I just can't wait to see what God is going to do. Because I believe he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. I believe that prophecy from Joel is coming true. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. And I don't want to be sitting on the sidelines. And I don't want to stand before God and say, 
well, God, I mean, I just was too tired. I had too much grass to mow. <laughs> I was too busy thinking about me. <laughs> Hallelujah. We had our prayer this morning, and, and uh, Dave said something. He said, self is the dam to being in the flow. Self is the dam. We were talking about beavers making a dam and how busy they are when they're making a dam and how good they make a dam. <laughs> well, when you're thinking about self, it blocks the flow. It blocks the flow. It dams up the flow. See, for the gifts to flow, the gifts of the spirit to flow, Anybody of you know Tracy Cook? Heard of Tracy Cook? Anyways, he's a prophet, and um, and um, and he's talking about like the gifts of the Spirit flowing. And uh, he said, you know, he said the best way, he said, for you to get the gifts of the Spirit flowing is to become a servant. That's what a minister is. That's the word minister means: is to serve. To serve right? To be a servant. And then, you know, Shelley found some stuff. Um, was it Smith Wigglesworth that had the book that, that had the nine gifts of the Spirit moving with the fruit of the Spirit? So, you know, you, you, you put all the, the gifts together with, with fruit. Certain gifts go with certain fruit. But if you got all the fruit going on, then all the gifts will be going on. Amen? You know, love, joy, peace, all that. Gentleness, goodness, goodness and kindness, being good to people. Jesus went about doing what? Good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That's, our, that's what we're supposed to be doing, being good to people. Not being offended and mad and, you know, holding stuff against people, judging them, criticizing them. Be good. Do, go about doing good. And the gifts of the Spirit will just start to flow. Start to flow. And they're not giving glory to yourself, but giving glory to God. Because it's him flowing through you. It's not you. As soon as you start taking credit, that's, going, that's the stop. Because there's self again. Self, right? I love what Pastor Gary said, it was last Sunday, about, you know, we've learned to fall back when we get prayed for. But it's time to start falling forward in humility, in humility, in that, like, you can't do any of this without God. This is God's time to show his glory on the earth. And, you know, and then the other Sunday we were praying in the prayer room and, and we were talking about the glory. And we are, we are vessels of his glory. And we contain the glory. We're containers of his glory. But he's going to pour out his spirit, his glory. So the glory is going to come up in us, and then it's going to come down, and it's going to meet, <laughs> and kaboom! <laughs> you know? I mean, I just see God pouring out his spirit on all flesh. He said all, he said all flesh. He didn't mean like, you know, here, there, and everywhere, or those that are even seeking him. He said all flesh. He's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Do you know any people who need to have a touch of his glory? 
That's going to be marvelous. And that's what we're talking about, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. There's going to be a great end-time harvest. All the people that we've been praying for, all the seeds that we planted in people's lives coming to fruition. Hallelujah. I've I've just seen it here just last Sunday. There was a couple of people in church that, you know, wow. (laughs) This one guy, he said, you know, he came up to me after me. He said, I took notes. I took notes. And he was so excited. I said, that's it. That's what we're looking for. Excitement. Excitement. Can you get excited about the word of God, the life-giving word of God, the incorruptible seed of God being planted in your lives, changing you from glory to glory into the image of Jesus? Ah, that's exciting. You can't buy that. You can't buy that. Come on. <laughs> We're, we're just can't, we just can't wait to get, like, we look a means to an end. You know, we look at Jesus or, or as the things of God, like we're rubbing a genie and waiting for him to, you know, just to satisfy or give, you know, give us what we need. I'll tell you what. News bulletin. <laughs> He's already done it. You know, we keep praying for things. We keep praying for healing. He's already bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases away. By his stripes we were healed. Oh, but, 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 but I got, I got, I got sickness in my body. Hey, that's just the devil trying to distract you. He's trying to distract you. Now we use our faith and our authority and we keep going. Yes, you know, you might go. How long do you go? As long as it takes. As long as it takes. You stand. As long as it takes, and you keep your eyes on the word. Yeah. The great I am, everything you need him to be. And he's already done those things. He's provided your healing. He's providing, you know, you don't have to be in lack. Oh, but look at my bank account. Don't look at your bank account. Don't even look at it. Don't even look at it. Even if it's full, it can get fuller. Live off the overflow. Live off the top of the barrel. Fill your barrel and live off the top of the barrel. Come on. You'll always have money then. You know, it might take you some time to fill up your barrel, but fill it up. And then just, doesn't matter. You can go buy anything if you want to. You know, I'm not too impressed with things of the world anymore. You know, I mean, I like nice things. I like, you know, we just renovated our house. Thank you, Rob. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rob was my renovator. Awesome job. Awesome. Oh, unbelievable. No, it is believable. Because it's done. It's done. It's beautiful. <laughs> but, you know, stuff. It's stuff. You know, cars are stuff. Houses are stuff. And it's nice to have it. But see, what does the word say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. When you seek his face, not his hand, but seek his face, all these things will be added onto you. Right? His face. God wants, you know, he he just wants us to be intimate with him. He's not looking for how much you read the word every day. We read the word for ourselves. 
we don't read the word for God. <laughs> it's not a performance. It's for yourself. It's life. His word is spirit, and it is life. Because you've got to have the word to keep, you know, praying in the spirit, reading the word of God, meditating the word of God. That's your life. That keeps you. He's, he's wanting us to come away with him. Come away with him. And that's really the basis where everything is. We have relationship, but he wants fellowship. Fellowship. Really, you know, you just, you just get into that place with him, and you, you, you don't have to worry about are you in faith or not. You melt, and you just know that he loves you so much that he's working like we're singing that song tonight. All things working together for our good because he loves us so much. He wants to, you know, he's, he's given you all things to enjoy. And, he, and he, he wants you to have them, but you're the only one that can receive them. No one else can receive them for you, right? And so you, you, when you get into that intimate place with him, you're not worrying about how many hours did I read the word today? <laughs> how many hours even that idea I pray in the Holy Ghost? All those things are for you too. Even being in his presence is for you and for him. I mean, that's a two-way street because he's just, he's just longing for you more than you long for him. He's longing for you. You're the apple of his eye, every single one of you and every other Christian. And, and, you know, the other day I was, um, I was thinking about, maybe it was yesterday, I don't know. <laughs> My days kind of get all mumbled up together. Um, I was thinking about, like, we are the body of Christ. Think about that. Now, don't think of it as, like, you know, okay, all the people in, the, in, in Christianity being the body of Christ. Don't think of that. You, Marie, you are the body of Christ. You are his body. His body. His body. You're not outside, you know, just, just saying by his stripes I'm healed. That was, that was a fact. That was a thing that happened 2,000 years ago. You are his body. You're a cell in his body. Does Christ get sick? So if you're in his body, then you can't be sick. The devil has tried to come and, and put things on you like he did with you, Mark. You know, the doctor telling her she had, you know, she had to go have a have a angiogram and, you know, check out all the blood. And there was nothing wrong. Because I know her. I know that she's in the Word all the time. She sends me, or you know, like I mean, I used to see pages and pages and pages of scriptures, right? She's put the Word in her, and that keeps her. That keeps her. You know, I mean, some of us have different fights. 
Sometimes, you know, you can, you can pray and things will, you know, leave right away. You can be healed right away. You can just thank, you thank God. You don't ask him to heal you. You thank him that healing is yours. It's part of your covenant. It's your covenant right to walk in health, right? But you get a hold of that, and, and then you receive it. You receive it and take it as your own. You don't have to wait to be healed. You don't have to wait to come to church. You don't have to have somebody pray for you. You don't have to wait for that. You just say, I'm part of the body of Christ. Christ doesn't get sick, so I'm not sick. I'm not receiving the sickness in my body. I don't care how much pain I have. I don't care what it looks like. Right? I'm not moved by what it looks like. But see, we get moved because we have this table set for us in the presence of our enemies, and sickness is an enemy, right? And so if, if we just look at the table and don't look at, you know, the devil as he's walking out around, like trying to show you everything that he has to give you, you know, because you got a little pain in your toe or something, you know, and so he's going to, he's going to, you know, show you that, you know, there's a goal. You're going to have to lose your leg now. I mean, like, that's how the devil talks to you, right? He always gives these worst scenarios. You're going to die. And so be like Ben Priest and say, oh, you can't kill me, devil. I'm already dead. <laughs> it's just a body. I'm living forever. I can't be killed. So that's, if that's the worst that can happen to me, well, what am I afraid of? Nothing. Right? Praise the Lord. Come on now, you know. It is. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. We need to know this. We need to get a hold of it and, and keep it up in front of us. No matter what's going on, it is subject to If you can see it, it's subject to change because it's temporal. Anything you can see is subject to change. Say it's subject to change, but you have to speak to it. You have to speak to it. You have to let it know it has no place in your life that you are the redeemed of the Lord, that Jesus Christ took your pain, took your sickness, took your disease, and carried it away. It says he himself, he himself went to the cross for you and took it so you wouldn't have to be sick. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then you do everything you ha have all available to you. You know, you read the word, you pray in the Holy Ghost, you rejoice in the Lord always, pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. And be kind. Go do something good for somebody. <laughs> be good. Do good. Do good. Be like God. His goodness is running after me. Well, let your goodness run after somebody. Let your goodness run after somebody. Do something for somebody. You know, phone call. Carry their groceries in. Help somebody in the supermarket. Pay for somebody's food as they're going through the checkout. And they're looking at their items and putting things back because they can't afford it, right? That's such a blessing, you know, to do that. Pay for somebody at Tim Hortons in the car, 
at the car behind you when you go up to the thing to pay for your coffee, say, pay for the person in the back. Are you sure? Well, they ordered three meals. Yes. <laughs> Jesse Duplantis says when he goes into a restaurant, he gives a tip more than what the bill cost. He says he practically owns the cheese factory, <laughs> the cheesecake factory. <laughs> Be generous. Every opportunity that you have, give. Give. If you're in a lineup, you know, get coffee, buy the coffee for everybody. Well, I mean, you know, not everyone in the, well, yeah, if you wanted to, just say, hey, everybody, it's on the house. <laughs> to see those old Westerns, you know, when <laughs> somebody would come in and say, hey, it's on me, you know. <laughs> everybody gets a drink. <laughs> I mean, it makes an impression on people. Huh? It does. I've had it happen to me going through Starbucks, somebody in front. I don't know. They must have recognized me or something. Or I don't know. Maybe they were just somebody out there looking to do good. And, and when I got up to the window, she said, no, the person in the car in front of you paid for your coffee. And that made me feel good. It's not that I didn't have the money to pay, but I just thought, oh, you know, it makes you feel good. Glory to God. Oh, I guess we'll just get one verse in again tonight. <laughs> oh, well. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So we'll get to know what is in God's heart by praying in the Holy Ghost. We will know the thoughts, feelings, and purposes and intents of God's heart. We'll be able to see how God sees. And we will speak how God speaks. We'll never think ill of anybody. For, and we will love, just like we'll, it will. It says in Jude that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, the love of God, it, it increases your faith and the love of God will flow through you. You want to increase your love? Play in the Holy Ghost. It also increases your joy. It makes you happy. Mary. And you get a merry heart. So that's how, you know, you get, it's like a medicine. Amen? And think that, no, think like, you know, oh, everything bad is happening, one thing after another, after another. Why is not things, good things happening? Well, see what Job feared came upon him. Don't fear things. Faith things. It's just as easy to faith things as it is to fear things. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost, everyone say Holy Ghost, teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So we, you know, if we're praying in the Holy Ghost, we're going to know those spiritual things. That's how you walk in the Spirit, and you do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit and do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But the natural man, oh, the natural man, <laughs> receives not, they receives not, the things of the Spirit of God. So we don't want to be walking around in the natural. Looking at things in the natural. Judging things in the natural. 
For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Ha! But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For, okay, here's the, here's the punchline here now. Come on. You ready for this? Got your seatbelt on? <laughs> for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have what? We have the mind of Christ. Say it with me. I have the mind of Christ. Come on, you didn't all say that. Come on. I have the mind of Christ. Now, you can go around and say that all day. I have the mind of Christ. 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 I have the mind. Look in the mirror and say, I have the mind of Christ. Come on, you gotta, you gotta, you know, that's how your faith comes about that because you think it's almost too big for you to understand that you have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, think of what that is. The mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. It's, 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 it's all of this. <laughs> this is the mind of Christ. <laughs> I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I have to convince myself. I have to convince myself that I have the mind of Christ. Because it's too big for my natural mind to fathom. That I can think the same thoughts that God thinks. As I pray in the spirit. Because I am only a vehicle for God to move around in. God lives in these clothes. He lives in this body. Ha, huh? put your hand here and say, God lives in me. He lives in me. Let him live. Let him live in you. Let him come alive in you. God and his word are one. As you put the word in, that's putting God in. That's filling yourself with the fullness of God. We say, oh, I'm filled with the fullness of God. I'm filled with the fullness of God. But if I don't open, ever open the word, I don't even know who God is. How would I ever know who God is? You know, I mean, he's very gracious and he, he meets us where we're at. So as much as we know of God, but he expects us. <laughs> there is an expectation. You don't expect a 40-year-old to be going around in diapers. You've been in the body of Christ for how long have you been saved? Are you still wearing diapers? Or have you renewed your mind? You see, he gave us his word to renew our mind so we wouldn't think like the world thinks. But we think like the world thinks. We get upset. We get disappointed. We don't when we don't see things going our way. But that's not what God wants us to be. He wants to rise above all of that. Rise above it. You don't have to be there. You know, we, we do have emotions and feelings, but don't be led by them. You know, have your little boo-hoo and then get over it and get up and Call yourself who you are. <laughs> I am a child of God. I am justified. I'm sanctified. 
I'm a partaker of his divine nature. Oh, my gosh. Not only do I have the mind of Christ, I'm a partaker of his nature. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How does that happen? I got to yield to that. It's in me. It's in me. And it says, you know, if you, if you do these things, you know, according to Second Peter 3 or whatever it is, 4, <laughs> wherever it is, that, you know, that you're a partaker of his divine nature and then just add to your virtue, faith, and your faith, love, and all that. And then it's in there. He has put that in us. But we have to yield to that. We have to yield to that. And if you do these things, it said, you will not fail or fall. Amen? Glory to God. Well, I could stay here and preach this all night. I've got a little bit left for another time. <laughs> Almost all. But anyway, I think what I really wanted to, to hit home tonight was just that it's so important to have that fellowship with God. That's the basis of it all. That you, you get into that secret place with him and you learn to know his voice and hear his voice and do what he says to do. Hear, say, see, do. You hear him and then do it. Do it. Be a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word. Because he wants us to be just like him. And our, our mandate is like, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be getting tougher going to be getting tougher. We didn't think it was ever going to be this tough. But we've sailed, we've sailed through so far. You know, we've gotten through. We've gotten through. You know, we didn't succumb to the fear. We didn't, did we? <laughs> you know, because we know who we are. We know. Because we've been taught. The Holy Spirit has taught us who we are, what we have, and what we can do. We cannot be defeated, and we will not quit. <laughs> we cannot be defeated, you know? Anything that's contrary to the Word of God cannot be in our lives unless we allow it. You can have whatever you allow in your life, but you can recognize it. See, you can recognize that when things are not God. You know, you know, the way, you know, when you get mad at somebody or you get upset or you get, you know, all those negative feelings. You know, that's not God. You know, that's not God. You got to just get out of that. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. The word says, you know, those that love my word will not be offended. You don't care what anybody says or does. <laughs> right? Just like water on a duck's back. Because it's none of your business. How anybody feels about you. None of your business. Say, it's none of my business how anyone feels about me. Only how I feel about them. Because you're responsible when you stand before God to say how you felt about them. That's all. Not how they felt about you. It's not an excuse how they felt about you or what they did to you or whatever, however bad it was. Because you forgave them. Because the word said to forgive them. Forgive them no matter what they did. Forgive them. And that's just what the word says. Forgive. Jesus said, forgive as I forgive you. 
That's what we have to do. So, so when you walk in forgiveness, what can happen to you? Nothing. No one can offend you. You know, holding grudges. Terrible. Harder on you than it is the person you're holding the grudge against. <laughs> you laugh it off. Say, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.